the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, boy, do we have developments on the local school front. And uh, I can now take a position on two levies, Worthington and Upper Arlington. When people tell you who they are, you need to believe them. That is a Glenn Beck truism. And it is certainly true of the Democratic Party and the most left-leaning aspects of that party who embrace the idea that our country is uh, an evil place, was founded to be such, and that our schools are a great way to indoctrinate kids into understanding just how evil the United States of America is. Uh, you're certainly free to vote however you want two weeks from today in the midterm election, but if I was in Worthington or I was in Upper Arlington, I would have a hard time supporting the beg for more money knowing what's going on in those schools. Let's start with Worthington, Kilbourne High School, where they have a class in uh, politics, history, uh, differing viewpoints. Uh, the class is supposed to expose students to uh, political thought and radicalism. Now, yeah, my tentacles go up to that, too. It's like, okay, why do you have to bring radicalism into it? Is there is there a... Class also on the docket at uh, Kilbourne and Thomas Worthington High School, where it's uh, political thought and patriotism. I I, I hope there you go. I, I like hope, that. I hope, but I doubt it. You know, I doubt it. I'll just say I doubt it very, very much. They have people come in from the American Legion and people who've served with distinction in the U.S. military and talk about how great America is and what a wonderful experience it was to defend their country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm open to that possibility. But uh, let me just say that I am highly skeptical. So let me tell you about uh, U.S. political thought and radicalism. On October the 19th, they had a speaker come in. Uh, Her name is Elizabeth Blackburn. Her Twitter is at Innate Optimist. But don't bother going to Elizabeth's Twitter and trying to see what all she's tweeted because she has taken her account private. And you are not allowed to see her tweets unless she looks at your Twitter timeline and deems you to be someone who is like-minded with her. Mm -hmm. And what is she into? Well, uh, previously, Fox News Digital looked at her timeline before she went private, and she identifies herself as an anarchist bimbo, fat activist, and tweets about sex work. Perfect I'm, I'm for th- high school perfect students. Perfect for high school students. Yes, you're right, Producer Sheesh. Pam. Absolutely perfect. And uh, other screenshots uh, captured by libs of TikTok, and they do a phenomenal job outing these people, shining light into darkness, uh, show her hashtagging her tweets with Antifa fashion, 
And also, she included, of course, as a fat activist, sexually explicit pictures. So, uh, Elizabeth Blackburn comes in and speaks to this group, and when Fox News Digital starts asking questions about it, the superintendent of Worthington Schools, Trent Bowers, finds himself in a precarious position because he has on the ballot uh, bond issues and levies that, if they get their way in Worthington, would give them $234 million more of taxpayer money. Uh, They want a levy to pass this fall, and then they want to keep coming back asking for, they've already decided this, uh, another levy in 2023, and then they would follow that with three more 2.0 mil increases in your tax bill in the next three years. So all told, it adds up to about mm, three dollars $400 worth of stuff uh, that you can pay so that uh, Kilbourne can have its uh, radicalism class. So uh, I'm just saying, I, I would not approve of this kind of curriculum. And, of course, Dr. Bowers told Fox News Digital that they have, uh, you know, invited Elizabeth Blackburn because the class is about radicalism, so it's appropriate to invite a radical. Uh, Apparently, according to Reason Magazine, they have invited Bill Ayers of the Weather Underground. Uh, He fits right in since he conspired to blow up the U.S. Capitol uh, back before he was Obama's best friend. And uh, Richard Spencer who is a white nationalist, white supremacist uh, scumbag. So maybe they've invited a balanced number of people. I have uh, asked Mr. Bowers, the superintendent at Worthington Schools, to let me know who all they have invited and who they have uh, rejected. I'd be happy to go in and talk to their class. I'm available, presuming the show, the, uh, the uh, class is in the afternoon. So that's what's going on at Worthington. They have an anarchist bimbo coming in to speak to your Worthington Kilbourne High School students. Now, what about Upper Arlington? Well, two weeks ago at Upper Arlington, in the sixth grade, the sixth grade, the language arts and media specialists at Hastings Middle School, right there on Reed Road, invited the Upper Arlington library's children's specialist to come in and suggest certain books for the kids to read. We're okay so far, but what kind of books did she recommend that they read? Well, she introduced herself as Alex, a non-binary individual. Now, if you've ever gone with your kids to school, meet dad day, shadow mom day, something like that, And you've addressed the class. Have you covered your sexual preferences with the class? Is that right up front? Is that the first thing you mentioned? Hi, I'm Mrs. Jones. I'm heterosexual. Is that how we do it? No, that's not how we do it. Because that's not an appropriate topic for sixth graders. Or even, I would argue, high schoolers. Or college students. Or other human beings of your same age. It is pretty irrelevant, really. But when you define yourself solely by sexual box checking, then I guess you look at life differently. Well, Alex, with, of course, two X's, looks at life differently. And so she talked about being, well, I don't know if she's a she or a he, talked about being non-binary and discussed transgenderism. Wait a second, Bruce. Didn't you tell me they invited the 
children's library specialist to come in and recommend books? Yes, I did tell you that. That's what that's what the to sixth graders. To sixth graders, yes. To sixth graders, which if I recall my sixth grade years, what would you be like? Thirteen? I think you're thirteen when you're sixth grade. Uh so Alex comes in and talks about being non binary, talks about transgender, what that means. And then she asked the children if they have a safe adult at home. Do they have a safe adult at home? Now, that's not typically a question that I ask a 12, 13-year-old because I presume that they have a safe adult at home, and if they don't, I'll see evidence of that. There'll be uh, physical signs of that. There might be emotional signs of that. Uh, I also would find that to be an incredibly prying question to ask a child that I just met after being introduced in a classroom. I'm not saying it's an inappropriate question, but I'm saying you have to have more. That's a that's a, a question for children's yeah, services. That ba- is not a question for a librarian. That's a question for someone who has gotten to know the child and has observed behavioral changes in the child yes. or some kind of instance. It's not like, hi, my name is Alex with two X's. I'm non-binary. Do you have a safe adult at home? We're kind of getting the cart ahead of the horse in that situation. She also asked them, oh, yes, of course. I mean, she's going down this road. She might as well go entirely down the road into perversion. Now what? If they ever felt like they were a different gender than the one that they were born. But they're not grooming the kids. They're not indoctrinating the kids. They're not luring the kids in to their lurid, perverted, demented lifestyles. And then she suggested a book, and of course the book was about a girl who determined that she was really a boy. So she only offered one book option? I don't know if she only offered one. I just wondered. The one she offered, or one of the the ones she offered, was highly objectionable, or at least I assume it would be, to parents who I would encourage to register your objection, if not via email or phone, certainly at the ballot box on November the 8th when Arlington comes back to you with their massive levy that wants you to add $241 to your tax bill Mm. for every $100,000 in assessed value on your home. Having lived in Upper Arlington a long time ago, that's a very expensive levy for a district that just built a brand spanking new Taj Mahal. It's more Taj Mahal than it is high school. And, of course, all the bathrooms are non-binary. Anyone welcome. They have locking doors on the bathroom stalls, which is, you know, a really good idea to have bathroom stalls where boys and girls can both use the same bathroom and lock the door from the inside so the adults can't tell what's going on. That's a super good idea by Upper Arlington <laughs> I'm schools. sorry. It's not funny. Yeah. I'm just thinking of my boyfriend in high school and what he might. I mean, it's just yeah. utterly ridiculous. Good grief. Sold under the label of potty parody. How about sold under the label of perverted activity? That's what it is. And they want that to happen. I'm getting to the point where I realize the teachers and the administrators want this to happen. And sadly, a lot of the board members, particularly the ones in Olentangy, want this to happen. So, of course, the teacher did not inform the principal. The parents were supposed to have the right to opt out of this kind of language, and they did not get that opportunity. We are scheduled to have Senator Lindsey Graham call the show uh, in our next segment, 1135. Now, he's in town 
or at least was in the vicinity, Delaware, this morning. And I believe they're headed to Beaver Creek, Lima, maybe one of their stop, J.D. Vance and Lindsey Graham campaigning for J.D. Vance, who two weeks from today will be on the ballot against Tim Ryan in the Senate race in Ohio to succeed Rob Portman. Uh, I'm glad that Rob Portman is retiring uh, because I don't believe Rob Portman is equipped for the fight that is ahead of us because Rob Portman is a squish. Rob Portman is a guy who likes the wonkiness of policy and he feels like it's his duty once being elected to get things done. It's not your duty to get things done. It's your duty to represent the people who put you in office. And sometimes that means getting things done, but sometimes it means keeping things from getting done because they are not good things. The infrastructure bill that drew bipartisan support from the U.S. Senate spent a lot of money we didn't have. Joe Biden had already spent a lot of money we didn't have in the American Rescue Plan. You can laugh at that title just like you laugh at the Inflation Reduction Act. If the Democrats name it, you know it's not what it says. For instance, they named the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida, not the Parents' Rights and Education Bill, which it was, but the Don't Say Gay Bill because they thought they could make some headway off of it. So I'm glad we're getting rid of Rob Portman because Rob Portman is not someone who has the courage of his convictions. For instance, Rob Portman has changed his stance on the LGBTQ community and gay marriage. Why? Because he had some spiritual epiphany, realizing that it would be fine for gay people to get married, that uh, somehow he had like a vision from God, like a Damascus Road experience, that all that stuff in the Bible about marriage being between a man and a woman and the purpose of marriage being to be an allegory relating to our relationship to Christ was all wrong. Uh, And upon further review, we need to include same-sex marriage. No, that's not what happened with Rob Portman. Rob Portman found out that one of his children was gay, and so he changed his opinion. That's what I mean when I say Rob Portman doesn't have the courage of his convictions. And I know it's becoming a thing now because we just described, you know, the non-binary library, librarian in Upper Arlington, advocating for transgenderism, recommending books to kids that would confuse kids about their sexuality. We've got the fat activist and sex worker at Worthington Kilbourne. By the way, I will give Trent Bowers, the superintendent at Worthington, credit. He did email me back, and he did supply a list of people who've spoken to this class, and it sounds to me like they have put some conservatives in front of that class, including Kathy Paltz of Protect Ohio Children, Dave Dobbenmeyer of Past Assault Ministries. So I... I still hate the idea that you have a class in radicalism, not in patriotism, or at least not a class in patriotism to balance the class in radicalism, but it does appear that they are endeavoring at Kilbourne to at least present a balanced view. I like to hear more. Mr. Bowers said that they would give me more information, so we'll table that. I still wouldn't vote for their levy. But there's this thought out there that if you tell the truth on things that matter now, on things that have been true forever, even if you're not a Christian, even if you don't say that truth is what God says it is, have we had a big argument over the existence of mankind as to whether men could become women and women could become men? No, we have not had that big argument. Because that's settled science. You're born one way or the other, and you cannot be the other. And that God designed it so that men and women complement each other and strengthen each other and augment each other. 
But now because the left hates God, Marxism hates God, you wouldn't want to cede authority to anybody but yourself. So that's why we have to get rid of God. And what better way to get rid of God than to say, hmm, creation? God doesn't create you the way you are. You decide that. You can just reimagine yourself as someone of another sex. And now it's creeped into the church where it's become hateful, intolerant, bigoted to tell people the truth. And the truth is, and I've been fascinated by this as I read through the New Testament in the mornings, People always say, well, if Jesus were here today, he would love the LGBTQ community and he would welcome them into the church. Yeah, he would. He absolutely would. He would also tell them what he told the woman caught in the act of adultery, go and sin no more. Because Jesus was not an affirmer. Jesus was a disruptor. Okay, He was a confronter. He was a corrector. And the reason why was not because he was intolerant, but was because he was trying to free you of the things that enslave you. And sin enslaves you. And being at odds with God's plan for your life is not good for you. It requires a ton of mental energy to live a lifestyle that is in opposition to the way God designed for you to live. So I feel sorry for people like Ben Hulescamp, who's the head of an organization called... Uh, What's it called? Love boldly. Love boldly. See, that sounds really good. Love boldly. You for that? I'm for that. Except when I find out that Love Boldly is a nonprofit in central Ohio trying to bring the LGBTQ community and the Christian community together. Now, I'm in favor of bringing them together if repentance and changed behavior and forgiveness is part of the equation. But that's not part of Ben Hewell's camp and Love Boldly's equation. Acceptance of my LGBTQ-ness is the cornerstone of Love Boldly's ideology. And it's interesting to me that if you read through the New Testament, 27 books, depending on whether you believe Hebrews was written by the Apostle Paul or not, the Apostle Paul authored either 13 or 14 books of the New Testament. And I would challenge you to go through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Romans. I would challenge you to go through those books and look for the Apostle Paul writing about sexual immorality. And you will find that in virtually every book. He notes that sexual immorality of all kinds, infidelity in marriage, sex outside marriage, same-sex relationships, are all under the umbrella of sexual immorality. And thus, he says, disqualifying for the kingdom of heaven if, if you don't repent of them and change that behavior. See, there's forgiveness for everything. Thank goodness. Because I certainly have extended its boundaries to the limit. But to say, no, what we're doing is fine. We have some new approach. The Apostle Paul was wrong. That's just not true. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.